Hello and welcome to Innovations, a podcast series brought to you by the experts at Sanford Health. I'm your host, Simon Floss with Sanford Health News. Over the last few years, the topic of regenerative medicine and orthobiologics has been subject to many headlines as it relates to treatment of orthopedic joint pain. Orthobiologics can mean a variety of treatment options based on a patient's specific needs. As it may seem relatively new, what do we know about these treatments and what oversight is there of these programs to make sure patients are getting the best treatment? For this episode, we bring you a conversation on this topic. Recently, Dr. David Pierce, Sanford Health President of Innovation Research and Sanford World Clinic, sat down to talk with Dr. Peter Marks, Director of Center for Biologics, Evaluation, and Research at the Food and Drug Administration in Washington, D.C. Have a listen. So, Dr. Marks, it's a pleasure to be here with you today. Could you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? So, thanks for having me today. I'm uh, the Director of the Center for Biologics, Evaluation, and Research at the Food and Drug Administration. Um, we handle the regulation of complex biologic products like cell and gene therapies, blood products, um, and vaccines. Okay. So obviously right now in the, you know, during the pandemic, uh, lots of approvals with uh, vaccines and treatments for COVID. Uh, but we're very interested in hearing a little bit about uh, you know, what your thoughts are on the, way, the direction of what, what cellular therapies actually in, encompass. Yeah, no, I mean, I think right now that cellular therapies are a very wide range of, of products, everything from uh, simple uh, cell therapies uh, or tissues that might be used for um, uh, local treatment of, of wounds or um, issues to uh, more complex things like cellular, um, cellular products where cells are laid down on scaffolds um, and those can be used as a tissue-like thing. Uh, there are cells laid down on scaffolds that are like organs um, and those are under investigation too. So all those things are under investigation as cellular therapies. And then there are some of the approved cellular therapies now. Um, most of those right now are genetically modified cell therapies, um, uh, the chimeric antigen receptor T cells. Um, so there's a whole range from simple things uh, to kind of intermediately complex things to very complex things. Exactly, I and mean, it's, a, it's a very booming Business, business is probably not the correct word for it right now. But Sanford, as a health system, obviously, you know, wants to do the right thing for its patients constantly. Um, so I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about the approval process for a cellular, you know, therapy. Uh, for cellular therapies, um, they go through a, a different processes depending on whether or not they meet certain requirements. Um, some products don't actually even have to come to the FDA for uh, an approval. Um, they are exempt because they are not manufactured significantly and they're used um, in the body in a manner in which uh, they came from another person. Um, so let me just try to explain what that means. Um, there are products, you can imagine like a skin graft, um, where you take it from skin going on to skin and one doesn't do anything more than maybe size it or wash it or maybe put it in some antibiotic solution. Those, we don't even, we don't even require um, uh, investigation of drug applications or biologics license applications. They fall under what are called our tissue rules, which are just a way of making sure that one doesn't pass along communicable diseases when one uses those products. They don't have to come in for an approval. Um, they, uh, one makes them according to these regulations and one is okay. Then there are products 
where they are more complicated. Uh, they might be a product where one does very significant manufacturing, such as remove cells from a tissue uh, and then grows them in culture and then formulates them and puts them back into a location that's different from where they came from. And that's what some of what has been done with mesenchymal stem cells um, uh, or uh, other stem cell-like therapies. And for those, uh, because they're, one can't say that they're going to work just the way they worked um, uh, because they've been manufactured and they're being used in a different place than where they came from, there one needs to go through the normal investigation process uh, that we expect, which is an investigator comes to FDA, files uh, an investigational new drug application. That application is reviewed by the agency. And if everything looks in order, after 30 days, we say, okay, it's fine for you to proceed um, with a clinical trial. Uh, and then once that investigator gets clinical trials data together in a sufficient manner, usually through multiple stages of trials. They come back to the agency. We have another conversation, and if everything looks good, they file a biologics license application. If everything looks good there, they get an approval, and then they have an approved product. So if it sounds like a lot of work, it's because it is a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, forgive me if I were to do an executive summary here of yeah. what it takes to get a cellular therapy uh, approved. Is It's a lot of work, and there's a lot of rules and regulations. And, at Sanford, and we're no different from other health systems where, you know, it's, it's a complicated process and we're trying to do right by our patients. Um, the environment we're in right now, we know there's many uh, groups offering cellular therapies that are unapproved. Sanford Health clearly can't be in that group. Uh, you know, we obviously want to do the safe thing and we obviously want to do the efficacious thing. So I'm just wondering if, you know, you could comment a little bit about the environment right now uh, out there, you know, what we are calling the Wild West and uh, with respect to some of these regenerative or cellular therapies. Yeah, I think we actually also sometimes think it's the Wild West out there. Um, we, we are in an environment now where for a while, um, it's true, people kind of cite back that maybe FDA wasn't clear enough uh, in uh, the period Mm, the 2010, 2015 period of time, we weren't clear enough about what was not um, allowed. Um, and because of that, there were a lot of stem cell clinics that proliferated um, saying, well, I'm just taking cells from somebody and I'm giving them back. And so they, they meet this kind of exception I told you about. But they weren't just taking the cells out and putting them back. Taking cells out and putting them back that's something like doing bone marrow transplantation. There you take someone's bone marrow out, you give them chemotherapy, and you give it back to them. That's that actually, that's okay. That's, that's actually legit that way. We, um, on the other hand, if you take cells out, destroy some of the cells, grow the cells in culture, um, uh, and then formulate them in some mixture with some other chemicals, and then give them back, that's a very different thing. Um, and so we're seeing people do that. Um, and they're doing it without having the normal process of coming in and having an investigational new drug application in place. But what's worse is they're actually charging people for it. And that's really a problem. It's bad enough to kind of violate the, our, our regulations by not having the right, um, the right paperwork in place. You know, it's kind of, We'll call it kind of venial sins and mortal sins, although it's not, a, it's not even just a venial, it's, it's bad. It's not good not to have the right paperwork in. 
Um, but it's charging is really a problem here because they're selling products that are unapproved. Um, and it's not just unapproved, it's most of the time they're unproven. That's the bigger problem, yeah. right? And uh, that means people are paying money for something that we have no idea whether or not it will help them. And in some cases, we do know that it can hurt them uh, because there have been some pretty, pretty, pretty bad things that have happened over the years when people got stem cells stuck into their eye or to their kidney or to their spinal. Uh, column. So um, the goal here would be to try to see people um, come kind of, kind of get the Wild West under control by having people know enough about what they're getting into so they don't get involved um, and pay money for things that are, aren't going to be effective. Yeah, education is a huge part of this. I mean, that's one of the things that Sanford focused on initially as we started to you know, explore some of these uh, clinical trials. You know, our focus initially has been, you know, let's walk before we can run, I would respect this. Obviously, you alluded to some of the oncology trials, which are really the more advanced uh, areas. But uh, we've really sort of focused a little bit in orthopedics right now, um, which is an area where we have people coming into our footprint and basically saying, hey, we can inject this into your knee and 50% off with a second knee. And they're not really telling people what they're injecting and they are charging these uh, ridiculous amounts of money. So, you know, our mission is to legitimize and explore the appropriate, um, you know, types of products right now. And that's, so I thank you because yeah. we, you know, I've had conversations with you uh, with respect to, you know, what Sanford is doing. And, you know, uh, we have a champion for the FDA. Yeah. You know that in terms yeah. of actually no, Very much know that. And I think to the extent that what you're trying to do here is the right thing, which is this is an area where um, people, there's a demand. It's great, actually. People want to get the therapy, but you're trying to do it the right way by actually letting them get the therapy, but also get the information that you need, that we need, to actually understand whether the therapy is safe and that it actually works, exactly. right? And, um, and that's what's so critical here, um, uh, so that at the end of the day, I mean, the beauty of participating in a clinical trial um, is that even if ultimately the product doesn't work, you've at least advanced, you've, you, you haven't done something for nothing, right? You've helped advance knowledge because even a negative trial helps us learn something. Um, and if it's positive, that's really great because then you've probably benefited some and, and society's benefited as well. So and that's the reason for hoping that clinical trials like you're doing, um, people are aware of them and they enroll in them. Exactly. Um, yeah, so we're particularly proud of that approach. One thing you did mention uh, previously was about people charging, and then that's one of the things that really upsets me when we have people come in and they say, you know, I spent thousands of dollars on this therapy, and, and they, they, did, they don't know what they got. Uh, but I was wondering if you could sort of just elaborate a little bit on what cost recovery uh, for a trial. Right. So, so if you're getting an investigational therapy, something that isn't proven to work, um, you shouldn't be paying like retail price for it, right? What we do allow at FDA is if there is at least some evidence, some manufacturer, someone who's making it has to show us that there's at least, they've done at least some safety studies, that, um, uh, that there's at least some chance that it, it could work, right? They have to have some good rationale that it might work and they have to have some safety information. Um, they can, uh, the, the person who's making it can apply to FDA for something called cost recovery. And what that means is they provide us with an accounting of what it actually costs to make the product. 
uh, and then they can charge the patient or the patient's insurance company for that amount. They can't charge like to make a profit. They can't charge for all of the other care that goes in. They can't charge for the, uh, the research nurse for the clinical trial. On the, but they can charge to recover the cost of actually making the product. Um, uh, and that, that's felt to be fair in that it, it helps small entities be able to continue uh, to move forward research. So that, that, I think that's the, the kind of the public health benefit of allowing that. Um, uh, but it doesn't mean that people are, you know, should be making a profit on this. That's not what they're doing, and, and that's why there's this requirement for an accountant to actually certify what's going on. Absolutely, no, thank you for that. I'm just gonna, it, I'm just gonna mention what our trial is. You know, and I know mm -hmm. you can't endorse that, mm -hmm. but I think for the filming now, I'm just gonna talk a little bit about mm -hmm. uh, what our sure. trial is, and then obviously what yeah. you say is, yeah. you know, I just didn't yeah. want to blindside yeah. you. No problem, no problem. Piece. Uh, there. So, so you know, obviously, I talked a little bit about Sam trying to legitimize this space right now and leading uh, in, in orthopedics. So, we currently have a clinical trial, uh, which we like to call a registry, uh, where we have uh, five uh, indications: so osteoarthritis in five joints, basically. Uh, you know, and we're very much looking forward to sharing the results uh, with respect to that. Um, and you know, I can tell you the, the uptick from just our community and the fact that you know people are looking uh, for this from outside of our footprint as well is very encouraging. I think I think there's a, you know there's a good base of people out there that want to do the right thing uh, and also want to understand they're getting the right uh, treatments. No, I think I mean look, we are nothing but supportive of uh, of this type of work that needs to happen, uh, where um, clinical trials done in a way that's getting advancing knowledge um, is exactly what people should be doing. And it's exemplary of what we want to see happen um, across the spectrum of, of this area. It's, it, it's only too bad that this isn't happening more broadly <laughs> across the country. Yeah. So, you know, in closing, is there anything else that you think uh, you'd like to, you know, share with us? Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, for me, I think this, is, this area of regenerative medicine is so exciting. Um, and I think, to date, it has not flourished as well as it could because people haven't done what you're doing, which is actually systematically going through and finding out if things work or not. Because hopefully you'll find out that, wow, this, you, you know, this actually works. It might work in three out of the five. It might work in all out of the five. It, you know, but you'll figure out what works, and then you'll improve upon that. And that's how a field actually grows is you find out what's working and what's not working, and then you improve upon what's working. And so to date, people haven't been actually really interested as much, some of these people are just looking to make a buck in advancing knowledge, they're just looking to make a buck, right? Whereas this is actually, what you're doing is actually taking the field forward, um, which is so important because there's, you know, I think we'd like to believe that there's a lot there um, that biology can offer us, right? And um, by doing this, we'll hopefully uh, make those advances. So Peter, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. As always, it's great. Thank you. For more information on what Sanford Health is doing in orthobiologics and regenerative medicine, please visit SanfordHealth.org. Also, a reminder that the Sanford Health Innovations Podcast is now available on all of your favorite podcast apps like Apple and Spotify, as well as our website, Sanford Health News. If you enjoy this conversation, follow us, give us a thumbs up, and share your comments. We love hearing from you and hope that you find these conversations insightful.
Thanks again for listening. I'm Simon Floss with Sanford Health News.